and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I've got a great chat lined up for you today. But before we start, I'd like to remind you that you can support the show and check out all kinds of cool comics, musics, and other things at patreon.com slash human machine. And now I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing It Was Such a Freezing Winter, Our Lives Were Lost Then by A Rise and Fall of a Dilapidated Home, featuring my pal Thatcher Stevens on all the instruments. Hear more about that in just a second. car and like hearing basket case by green day like on the radio or something like that Mm -hmm. uh that was probably the jump start into punk but um the first like i guess music i probably ever had heard was probably dave matthews or something like that um because just like being around family and stuff Mm -hmm. was that a that was a parent's like uh, personal favorite or something. Yeah, one of the yeah, yeah. So, um, do you remember, like, in particular, like that? Do you remember that, like, feeling um, inspiring, or, or wh- how did you um, feel about that? Like, re- recognizing, like, that this is, you know, like, like maybe not having the words, but being like, oh, music. Um. Ooh. Well. I don't like necessarily remember like a lot of bits about uh, my childhood. I, for some reason, just can't remember. But from what my parents have said, um, I used to like, I, I used to pretend to sort of be like in the band or whatever, whenever I listened to it. So I guess it did impact me. It, it was very inspirational in some way because I, um, I guess I did perceive it as music as I, at like a, a very, very young age, um, which I still sort of do to this day, like embarrassingly enough, you know, like, um, 
with like cap and jazz or something like that just like pretending you're tim kinsella or something like that <laughs> um like like you, you mean like um t- doing your best tim kinsella like in your own songs or you mean like while you're listening and you're just like oh yeah eh. no like while i'm listening and i'm just like or kind of both but maybe not uh, necessarily intentional yeah no yeah definitely both um there are actually a few uh pre-arise and fall songs that i totally ripped off tim kinsella's voice um but like yeah definitely in both but also like in just like listening to it and then pretending you're like the band member or something like that like thrashing around dancing or something like that yeah or all of them like going right yeah you know um (laughs) yeah it's it is really wild like you know um music is i mean having a few children of my own like it's it's not even a question of whether there's some trigger in our like you know uh, subconscious for for music you know and right. so um it's wild when you, you you occasionally like come across like a, a, some some tweet that goes around or something where it's like somebody's just like i don't like I don't understand why people like music or whatever, which is like yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like that makes no sense yeah. because it's it, sort of encoded in our. De- Sorry, I don't mean yeah, to no, interrupt, but no, it's, go for it. It's sort of encoded in our DNA, I guess, because we've like as a as like a species and stuff. Humans have always been musical, so it's like really wild for people to be like, I don't like music when music is such an important thing like in our day-to-day lives i probably like me personally like daily i probably listen to like six albums a day or probably even more than that Mm -hmm. like it's it's nuts like yeah And and i'm not like i don't think anyone that's listening to this conversation is like in that like i don't like music category so i don't think i'm like offending anyone but the thing is like i'm not like trying to say if that's not your thing, like that there's anything wrong with that. But my counterpoint is when you see a tweet like that, it's always like some like sociopath, you know, it's always like somebody else that has like extremely hateful, like racist views or like, you know, like uh, homophobic views or whatever, you know, it's always like a a, a right winger, you know, like someone that's just like an otherwise awful person as well. But, um, you know, certainly not saying that if music isn't your thing, that that makes you that way. Uh, Right. But, uh, but, but, it, yeah, it, there's definitely a correlation. There, yeah, like, I, like there's sort some, of, I something's guess, going on, right? Like, yeah, like maybe it's like uneducation, or it's just like simple stubbornness. Because even even those types of people, it's strange. Because even those types of people, um, you'd think even outside of like the punk scope, and I guess the the like more left leaning scope altogether, you'd think that they would also like like maybe country or something because i I know that like a majority of right leaning people and stuff like that and conservatives are very much um sort of in the country realm or like they're the majority like will come from rural states or something like that where like their farm towns or whatever um which like 
it's you know it's not good obviously but um yeah i'm not even sure like what it's i've seen i've seen a lot of debate over like what what you know like what is country and what is not country is like just right. as, that's just as much as thing as like what as the real emo copy pasta you know what i'm saying <laughs> real, so like real country so, only consists of like yeah i, I want to like and... i want to go out on like my own like and say that like um i'm i'm absolutely not like denigrating like you know like the re- the real ones in the in the right. country scene, you know, like, uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of what we do what we do think of as as country um, now uh, would, you know, make a lot of a lot of a lot of people laugh. Like, you know, well, like, I mean, I guess it's like because there's like that whole thing. It's like like real country is like fuck the cops and like right. you, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So like yeah, like the boot licking ass country, you know, is like <laughs> a joke to to like people who like the real shit, you know. I mean, I think it's I think it has a lot to do with like post 9/11 patriotism and like how sure. that sort of changed it because before like that happened you didn't really have a lot of like the pop country that we have today. I mean, I guess you had some like uh country artists like that, but like majority of it was like, you know, you'd have like Johnny Cash or um like Jason Isbell or like really anyone who uh, I'm I'm not oh whoops, sorry for that. Um I'm not really too ingrained in country, well, I guess I'm a, a newbie with country music For sure. as a whole, yeah. but uh, I do enjoy quite a bit of that like pre 9/11 era country. Uh, I listen to a lot of um, I don't know if you know uh, Bonnie Prince Billy, but uh, his work is really good. Will Oldham, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really great. Um, then there's also like Jason Isbell, like I mentioned before. Uh, I don't know if you'd count um, uh, David Berman's Silver Jews project as country. I know a lot of people count it as country, but then again, you could maybe consider it indie rock in a way, since they were tied in with pavement. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, but, it's like there's. I mean, there's like if we're, if you're talking like strictly sound, you know, there's like an argument that that uh, murder by death after a certain point right like country you know what i'm saying so like right the silver juice thing like i i i I guess i like see that as well but um yeah uh sort of like moving off that topic though like um what else was like important to you in your childhood um uh, i had a very big infatuation with um a lot of things uh, like Transformers. I had a very big infatuation with Transformers. Um, I would actually say that Transformers was the reason that I like sort of got into rock because they had Linkin Park on um, majority of the trans like Michael Bay film soundtracks, and oh, that's yeah. probably how I got into like like that. May have been like the first instance of music that like I enjoyed. Uh, possibly but then like we taper off into like 
I started to enjoy um, more pop radio hits, which which I still um, enjoy a lot of pop. There was a period of time where I was very neglect, like negligent, I guess, to listening to pop music because I was just like, well, I'm into punk music. I can't like pop music because, but I, I I've went back recently like in the past year or so. And I've been like, Oh, well that's a very stupid mindset to have because you sort of pigeonhole yourself into like one certain genre and stuff like that. And that's definitely not good to do because then you sort of get wrapped up in, um, I guess sort of like this pretentiousness in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause you, uh, cause you sort of, uh, in a way, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but like in a way, I I guess I felt like I was better than a lot of people, which is a very like not good mindset to have. It's like yeah, I mean, uh, there can be like there can be an elitism to discovery, like of like you know uh, like underground music. Yeah, you know, so there there can definitely be an elitism like where it's like I found this thing that other people don't know about and right. you know and i mean like i i think you know there are probably like fans across the different spectrums that like feel the s- same way or similarly you know what i mean like right like it, and you know i think an interesting thing about uh, pop music and like and uh this isn't really like my uh area of like expertise like not that i'm an expert in in any of this but um like i think the interesting thing about the last like 10 years or whatever is is that uh what we we're seeing something that we hadn't seen uh before in pop music which is someone who's able to like make a good following without uh like industry um, backing, right. so it's yeah. it, it's almost like pop music has become a lot more DIY, like yeah, in in that way as well, which I think has made for more interesting artists as well. You know, yeah, like, definitely. I mean, I could be totally wrong about like uh, both these cases, right? But like, right, and I and also I don't know if people would call the the artist poppy like pop music, like right. Um, I think like a lot of it kind of is but then the but then they have like weird like gent songs and stuff too so yeah. like it's it's like whatever but do you know what i'm saying like yeah i don't think because that person like correct me if i'm wrong but that person didn't that wasn't like somebody who like was like signed from the go right it's yeah, just they like had, they just oh, sorry came up right they just started right and it was kind of that way with charlie xcx too wasn't it it was like yeah like they just you know, like she had like a, uh, some songs and then it was like, everybody fucking knew about her. And then, you know, like, um, I remember when Poppy was like a, uh, like sort of an ARG ish, like YouTube channel. Like that was was the main thing that she was doing. Yeah. 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 And then it devolved into like a metal, slash pop music and that's like incredible because like there are a lot of like like this uh this rapper named Quedeca I've really really been into his album uh I didn't mean to haunt you and it's just totally brilliant um and his like 
growth from like he was he used to be like a youtube rapper and stuff like that uh and just like uh which i i didn't follow and i still don't really um enjoy a lot of youtube rap um just because it's not my cup of tea uh but when like i i was very hesitant because i heard very mixed reviews on the album but i listened to it and it was just so gorgeous it was like so beautiful so there's like a very big president for people who are um i guess um youtubers or something like that maybe not even that like just like people who um want to make art that just sort of proves that they can Mm-hmm. They can they can do it. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they wanted to, like Alex G, for example, he used GarageBand, or he still uses GarageBand, and he and that's how he he records his stuff, and he's popular, like insanely popular. He's mm-hmm. played Pitchfork Fest and stuff like that. I mean, like that's incredible. Like someone who just like records on his MacBook at home with like an interface and like an SM57 or something like that mm-hmm. is like that popular and has gained so much notoriety uh, in sort of the music world that that's incredible. And I think that proves that like anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is funny though. I, you know, when we were talking about like how, how any, um, genre can have like elitist ideas. I didn't even think about like rap because like right, until yeah. you brought it up. But like when I was in high school, uh, and I'm I'm a bit older, so like when I was in high school, this is a little pre-internet ish, you know, right? So like, mm-hmm. and when I would get like uh, a new rap tape, and like my friends had never heard of that, like, and then it was just like. Like that's like that. I I could see that. I could see like when people heard of a new rapper and other people didn't know. You know, like right. you could see that elitism. Like you you hear people talking and you know until everybody knew about it and then it was just like whatever. It's time to find the new you know uh, the new right. sounds that no one's heard. It's you know, like a it's stuff. like a trend. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I mean, I I'm sure I'm sure that that kind of thing like still exists like there's you know people like um hoarding their favorite soundcloud links you know yeah stuff like that for um, sure but yeah that's 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 you know probably it's probably always going to be that way to some degree but um yeah did you play uh musical instruments in school at all um i yes 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 okay so uh i think the first ever musical instrument that we were able to play in school uh and this was probably in the third grade or something like that the first ever musical instrument i ever played was uh those like tube things that like are uh like they have a certain pitch to them but um and then it gradually uh no we did play a recorder too uh so we played those and then we graduated up to recorder and then i think finally they were like all right let's let you loose and let you do like orchestra and like band and so i i think i did orchestra for a year or something like that but playing what 
um, I think just violin. And I wasn't that good at it, but I think it did help set the precedent of me um, loving music in a certain way, or I guess at least knowing my way around a musical instrument. Mm -hmm. This tube thing, is this like, I, this is kind of like the first, I'm sure there's a name for it or something, but like this is kind of the first I'm hearing about anything like pre-recorder. Was it like, is this just like a more simpler recorder? Like it only makes one noise or um, what's... It's it's what's not a recorder. There? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a wax stick or whatever it's called. I don't know the like specific name, oh, but you, you like, like it's, you hit things with it? Yeah, you hit things oh. with it and it gives you like a certain pitch. Hmm. Um, and there were like multiple, like little ones of those. And like, you'd be able to like hit something with it and then it'd be like, okay, uh, that makes that note that makes that. So I think in a way it was pseudo teaching us like maybe music theory, which is crazy looking back because I didn't realize, I, I, I actually didn't realize that until just saying that right now that uh, essentially they were teaching us like music theory and like notes and stuff like that and i and i imagine maybe scales is this like one is this one person like picking up one and hitting it and then setting it down and doing another one or is it like they hand different ones to different people and make it cooperative or um i imagine it was like a cooperative element i imagine that they weren't just um because i i can't remember at all i Right. I think I think uh I gotta look into this. Back, it's gonna be on the next Coma Radio yeah. album. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be just me playing these things. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Sounds really um, interesting. Yeah, no, they're like really cool. Um they're they're like super interesting. Um I think they're basically like PVC pipes, but like I remember them being like color coordinated to like the notes. Yeah, that really um, makes sense. So, God, I think you just, uh, if my memory is serving me correct, I remember uh, in the classroom, they were just laying out on the floor, basically, and you could just go and pick one up and, like, fiddle around with it, I imagine.
It's like all those, um, all those, uh, like xylophones and stuff that they make for like, mm. you know, kids under, under a certain right. age or whatever and how the keys are all color coded. There's, there's, right. there's something there, you know, it's like memory and, yep. and stuff like that. Um, I mean, like, I don't know, I was just talking in one of the last episodes about how like I, when I first started playing guitar, I had to put these like stickers all over the top of the neck because like I couldn't remember like which frets I, I needed to do what things, you know? Right. So, like, <laughs> and I was not a child. I just, I can't, I don't know. I can't like, I can't just look at something where a lot of it looks like the same and I can't process it right, you know? So right. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've always had like a very like visual, um, like I, uh, my my brain needs like visuals or whatever. Yeah, I, I I definitely do too. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, so you said you weren't you weren't really picking up violin, but um, like you know, playing playing anything is is a like, and even like if you don't play it well, it's um, it's informative. So like, oh, definitely. Um, did you just? Like, did you move on to something else or did you just like put that aside until um, later? So I never, I've, I've really never done anything else in school. Um, I did want to do drums for marching band. And this is how I like basically got totally like into music is that um, I wanted to do drums for marching band and I didn't know. So I, we basically would go up to, um, uh, like I think the drum or whatever. And it was like the high school music teacher or whatever. And you'd go up to it and like, he was like, okay, play me a paradiddle. And like, you'd play a paradiddle, but I had no idea what a paradiddle was, yeah, I'm out which, right there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, looking back, I don't know how you'd expect, you know, a kid who um, probably hasn't had that like information talk yeah. to them, like and, to know how to do that right off the bat. Right, right. Um, but after that, like I, w I was obviously declined because I don't know how to do a paradiddle. Um, but uh, my parents were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna." put you into drum lessons because you seem to sort of have an interest for that thing. And so, um, I started to go to drum lessons, I think in the basement of, um, the old location of my local music shop, um, which is like really cool, but it was also like really like d disgusting and it smelled like mildew and like <laughs> it wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, was that snare drum? Is it just like, or was it whole kit? Yeah, like it was a, it was snare drum. Yeah. Um, but then they were, but my parents were like, well, we're just going to put you into, you know, drum, like, uh, I guess like all encompassing drum lessons, you know? Okay. So they sort of start you out with the snare. Cause I mean. I guess that, you know, that's, that would be the way to go. And then, and then right. they just, and then they just like, like, okay, we can put you, you know, behind the full kit and, and see how that works out. And, um, right. 
Yeah, so that was the first like um, thing that you like really started playing. Um, what was there a, a band or something in in specific at that time that you were like, "This is what um, I want to do" because like this fucking drummer like really <laughs> gets me going. Well, um, at the time, I'm not sure, but I think later on. Uh, when I started, because I remember distinctly, I switched drum instructors uh, like a while on, and I don't do drum lessons anymore. But I, I, I used to, I used to, um, and I shamelessly forget, or, or I guess shamefully forget everything that I was ever taught. Really, I don't remember like how to do a paradiddle or anything, but. Um, uh, I remember around the time that I switched, I was listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance, which was what really catapulted me into like emo in the punk space. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, their album Bullets, um, which I think is the most emo, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the least like slicked, slicked out and yeah. you know, whatever produced album for sure. I mean, that it's... It's my favorite album of theirs. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, th to me, they have two albums, and that's it. I mean, it was. I don't. <laughs> that, that's the other ones are not for me, which is fine. Yeah. You know, if they're for you, that's cool. Um, I um like uh, I was just gonna say that's not to me. That's not the biggest jump. Like you, you're like Transformers, Linkin Park soundtrack to Mikey Chemical Romance. Like the Transformers <laughs> part, not having anything to do with that. Right. Except like that, you were into that. Um, so yeah, like, it, like, it makes sense. Like, you know, those are both bands that have like really like hard hitting drums and like clean, you can hear things really well. Like right. you can, like the drums hold a lot of like power and, and, uh, and you know, it's like, it's exciting. So like, right. yeah, you, um, you're playing like and you're getting lessons, what What was the, the end goal? Um, I don't really remember. I, I think I gave up on, like, wanting to do um, band stuff, like, shortly after getting drum lessons, and I think it was just because I wanted to learn to be a drummer, mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn, like, sort of rudiments and stuff like that, which, uh, again, I regret not, like, taking to heart because I could be, like playing like jazz drums or something right right now and like being an actually like really proficient drummer but instead i'm playing camp and jazz worship and stuff like that well is... i mean like there's always youtube you know but uh oh right yeah i don't know that's not I, that i can't um i'm not very good at learning like off as much as like i am like a visual learner like if someone is in the room with me and and they're like like with with drums and with like YouTube videos or or even you know just a, a you know a, every once in a while in a suggested reel on Instagram or something I'll I'll click on it and it's like this simple fill and I'm like I have no idea what you just did it's like <laughs> you know it's like uh, magic to me um, right I I do, I sometimes I feel like it's it's uh, I I feel like it's easier to learn if you didn't like it's that 
can't teach an old dog new tricks thing. Like where yeah. it's like if you start learning something the I, I don't want to say right way, but I don't know how else to put it. But if you start learning it a certain way, then certain things come easier, even if you've never gone that route. But like right. me, I, I'm a very like um, song-minded player. And like, so it, and also like, I just, I'm kind of ignorant. Like I just really like, when the drums are just hit really hard and right. like a lot of, you know, ghost notes and stuff. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Like, like when you're playing by yourself, but like there, I mean, there's a time and a place for that on a, on an album or whatever. But like, I just feel like a lot of times I just want the snare drum to go crack. And like, <laughs> if there's a fill coming up, I just really want it to just like, you know, the fancier it is the the sometimes i'm i'm sort of like that doesn't like drive the point home the same way and you right. know so like i'm just i have a really like ignorant approach to drums which it, where it's just like i when i get to that point like i don't want to like you know i could do something fancier i i'll i'll fool around every once in a while and i'll come up with something that i'm like it's difficult for me and and i'm like that's interesting but then when it comes to i'm playing a song and the measure is going to click over or whatever i just want to go bah, 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 you know, and be done with it right because like i'll put something else there and i'm like that doesn't do it for me like i want to i just want it to go like i don't know but like um also, I'm not. I'm not great, so you know that's right. That, but well, yeah. I mean, um, I think there's a there's a, a a a very good thing in simplicity because you don't want to be um, all over the place with your fills and stuff like that, and you don't want to overfill. That's the, that's the problem that I have. I overfill because I listen to too much. Um, I listen to a lot of music that uses a lot of fills and um like the cap and jazz example again tim can or not tim but mike kinsella uses a lot of fills and cap and jazz and that causes me to just totally overdo it on fills and then i'll lose time and then it'll just be like very sloppy and messy um so there's definitely a a a, a cleanliness, I guess, and keeping it very simple and hard hitting and just like not doing a bunch of ghost notes and fills and, you know, trying to show off in a way. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't step on other things that way for sure. Right. You just like, you know, you just, you're there, like you're there for the backbone and, uh, yeah. you don't like have to worry about like, Oh, you're, you know, you're, you're crowding the vocal or you're crowding, you know, like you're, yeah. you're out of, you're out of lock with the bass or, you know, whatever other kinds of things that could happen because like, you know, but also at the same time, you know, like, like, I mean, you can, like you can build an, an interesting song around like any specific instrument. Um, right. It's just like time and place, you know, and knowing like what works for what thing, obviously. But um, what works for me, really, 
is just going da 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 and like glass beats or I don't know, just like that that sixteenth roll at the end of the measure, you know, like however it goes, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know, like in like um like like Plague Walkers the uh. The only band where I play drums live, like, has been the only band where I play drums live in, in a long time, and <laughs> it's like so. It's it's just like, that's when I think about this kind of stuff most. And you know, it was on some tour where we were talking about that, and I'm like, I always, like, it's not just like a, a songwriting thing. It's like just the way it makes me feel to just like when, you come to that part and you're just gonna put like both your hands like back and forth like just crack 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 just like right. when you doing that like i i think it's a 16th like also i don't know like i i just i think one time i called it a 32nd and jason was like that's a 16th and i was like <laughs> all right cuz i don't know somebody else said 32nd at some other point and i like am just parroting language that was incorrect you know yeah. in regards to that but uh yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play drums, you know. So uh, you yeah, know, anybody can talk about that forever. It's great. Um, but yeah, like uh, you said that you you kind of got it like out of your head, like to you know as far as band stuff. Like, was it was it something that you tried to do? Like you tried to start a band with like some pals, or and they're just like um, wasn't interest or it was yeah yeah i did personalities um, so clashing or i had the privilege of having this program called the school of rock okay. in, which um i think did matt mention that in his interview as well like a school of rock i can't remember um possibly um, it sounds but, sounds sounds right uh so basically what ended up happening is um i i went to the school of rock which is in Dublin, Ohio, and um, it was probably a few months in to where I uh, had like some really great friends in there, and I was like, okay, let's start a band. And I think I remember like our main inspirations being probably MCR and then the Wonder Years, um, possibly. And then probably a few other bands. I imagine Nirvana was thrown in there too, because we all loved Nirvana. Uh, I still do. I still love a lot of the uh, like old demos and stuff like that from Nirvana. Um, which I sort of I don't know if this is like an elitist thing or something like that. I hope it isn't. But like I prefer demos to like album material. Um, I don't know why I just have always preferred de- like American football. Um, I listen to their like album demos constantly uh, because, uh, and in part because they're so calming um, to listen to. It's also interesting to like see the concept as a songwriter. Um, that's, that's another thing. Cause I also really like um, like documentaries on albums and stuff like that where you can like see the recording process and where you can see how the band wrote this and wrote that, like with Fugazi's instrument. Um, there's like a lot of sections where they're in the studio recording for Red Medicine and it's like really, really 
um, informative to see like how the band's process was. Um, but yeah, I, I, we definitely tried to, I, I definitely tried to start a band with some people. Um, and I think the name was like 101 or something like that. Just like an, a number name. Um, and then after that, I don't think there was really, um, an attempt to start anything else for a while. Um, was this like I, middle school or high school or? Yeah. So this was like middle school, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm like finishing up high school this year, okay. uh, senior year. So, um, this would have been like sort of recent, like maybe five or six years ago, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, but it was like, it, it was like informational, I guess, because, uh, I mean, we never had a practice session or anything like that. Um, but like, it was, it was really fun to do. Um, but I didn't really attempt, uh, anything. And we also never had any material. I do want to say that except for like, I, when I covered like Weezer or something, I think you can probably still find that actually on Bandcamp, um, which is a little embarrassing, but also like, <laughs> You know, I, I don't want to delete it. You're into documenting, you know. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Archival like, stuff. Yeah. You, you, uh, if you are okay with, like, looking into other people's, like, blisters and whatnot, then <laughs> perhaps, you know, it's, it's only uh, fair that you still right. have yours out there, if that were the case, you know. Um, um, was it just, like, not clicking with specific things and so you just had other things to to focus yeah. on or well were you Dublin, immediately sort of like like aware of like one person bands and 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 wanted to move towards that or uh i wasn't yeah i wasn't aware of one person bands at all i like um my biggest inspiration for rise and fall has been empire empire was a lonely estate um, and I wasn't aware of uh, Keith's music until probably a year or so ago, or not, no, probably not a year or so ago, probably like two or three years ago. Um, but I always was like, um, I always had been recording, like, because um, we, I, I have the privilege of having a dad who is musically inclined. So he, um, has like played with other musicians and stuff like that. And, um, he, uh, I also had the privilege of having like an eight track, um, SD, um, multi-track recorder from like Tascam and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so, um, I had the privilege of like being able to record sort of early ish on, um, which was definitely to my benefit, but also like, um, you know, if I could take that device away from like a 13 year old, I probably would. Cause why you say uh, that? Uh, you know, just like the song output of like a 13 year old is oh, definitely like, not as good as like, like the music or like some of the concepts. Um, maybe a I'd and say, B. Yeah, probably <laughs> A and B. Um, I did a lot of like green day and Weezer covers and then also like rips. Um, at that time, and then... I mean, don't worry I, um, about it. 35-year-old, you know, dudes 
still do that. So like, right. you know, I don't know. And they think they're not. That's the worst part. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome though. Like those, those, uh, those machines are no joke. They, I always wanted one. Like, but when I wanted one, they were still very new and expensive. Yeah. And then by the time I could have like afforded one or gotten, you know, what got or the price had had uh, sort of like. Um, reached a a level of affordability like um then you know other things were already happening like right. reaper you know yeah. stuff like that so um it was not something i ever you know but i but i always did i mean i remember cuz i've had like four track machines since like the late 90s you know so i right. i always remembered seeing those digital a tracks and just being like can you imagine, you know, <laughs> like, whoa. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's awesome that you, uh, so you're, is this still kind of like, like listening to your recordings, like everything mm-hmm. sounds like it's, it's mic'd. Like it's, right. th- this, th- this isn't a, a rack effect and program drums kind of jam. No, no, like, yeah. Everything is everything is mic'd up and uh everything is actually like a good chunk of everything except for this is the best coincidence is improvised because that's how I write. I just I lay down the drums and then I'm like, okay, well what am I going to come up with guitar-wise? Uh and then I noodle around and then I'm like, okay, well then I'm just going to um go off the cuff and then that's how like a good portion of everything on oldish songs was written. Um, except this is the best coincidence, which I had probably from a year prior, um, which there, I have a, I have a demo of it somewhere that I need to upload or something like that. Cause it, it, there's a stark difference. There's like different lyrics. It's, um, it's insane. Well, um, 
so like did you start out um doing stuff for this project on that machine also or were you like at this point um, you're already using like uh pro tools or reaper or 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 audacity or something like that so um i actually started out uh, this project, I started out on a different SD recorder that I bought before officially buying like an interface and stuff like that. Um, I've went through so many things with Horizon Fall. So I, I, I recorded Ulgis songs on a, um, a Tascam 24 uh, or Tascam DP24 SD recorder, which it has eight inputs. Um, like eight pre's and then it has 24 tracks that you can record on too. Um, and so essentially, um, everything was recorded onto the SD card and then I would take that SD card and I would plug it into my computer and then I would, um, just like, uh, like do compression and EQ, which I'm not sure if I even like did, EQ and Reaper properly um, at that point because I was so like new to I guess um, engineering and stuff like that in a way um, but a lot of it was just like okay record this okay songs finished um, I'm gonna go and mix this and get a rough demo idea out so then I can send it to friends and see what they think or I can put it on SoundCloud and then I can like listen to it uh, like in class or something like that and then like okay what do I need to work on here what needs changed here do I need to do like a gang vocal here so it was sort of a tedious process but it wasn't like um it wasn't terrible. It was it was just like a lot of back and forth from the machine because uh, how it worked was um, my computer was inside my house, but my setup was inside these like two little rooms basically um, inside my garage, which is now gone. And now I have like a completely different space, which is nicer, um, fortunately. But it, that entire like EP and like all the B sides to it were recorded in like two little rooms, um, which were not very, um, which were, weren't great for like, uh, like recording wise, like specs wise. And then, uh, like to begin with, and then to top it all off, you'd like go, uh, I I'd have to take the SD card um, run back inside to my house all the way to like the middle room, which is where I was set up. And then I'd have to like, okay, plug it in here, do some edits here, uh, get like an instrumental demo out. Okay. Uh, take this SD card, uh, put it back into the like recorder to make sure I don't lose the SD card. Like that sort of like tedious process. But at the same time, that was like probably my most, um, that was probably the most proactive I've ever been musically because I would just go out there like every day and work on uh, a song essentially. And it was just like something that I could do for hours and hours on end um, and not get bored of or like 
get exhausted of and then go to bed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what changed? I mean, um, just like a different setup now. Yeah. Since I I always had the the Tascam interface like plugged in and I always had everything like mic'd up and ready to go, it was just that ease of access really okay. um, that so changed. Now it's always like um, set I, up I and guess, tear down. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's sort of like um, yeah, I don't do feel it. like yeah. It's it's just like you I don't feel be like ready. putting this up today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you you have you're like I don't do all this and then nothing happens. <laughs> Yeah. You, yeah. You, um, yeah. I, uh, I used to find a, a, like, I used to have a real mindfulness, like, to putting my mics on the drums. And I, and I used to find the, the, the process of setting up, like, sort, sort of, um, exciting or relaxing in a way. And, yeah. And, uh, I don't now, that's for sure. I I don't know what changed with me. I mean, I still, I I still enjoy recording as much as, as anything. Like a lot of people have preferences, but especially I can say over this last weekend of playing like new friends fest that I, I enjoy playing live a whole hell of a lot and I enjoy recording a whole hell of a lot. I don't really know that I, I can pick a team, but, um, but like, yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's really awesome. That, I mean, I personally think that it's really awesome that you um, were a a Mike's first person, like that you right. um, you you got the experience of putting the mics on and seeing like, especially for acoustic drums, you know, be and seeing like, oh like this is too close to the head this is like not close enough to the head you know right. oh i should point this like towards where i actually hit the drum you know or yeah. you know stuff like that um because like you know um uh, all all of that is uh is really informative to to like not just the drums but just like sound in general and um yeah it's really right. cool um so yeah you you know According to like Bandcamp, uh, and I don't know how much is sort of like how much of um, a rise and fall stuff is uh, like I don't know how much is scattered on other Bandcamp pages or right. anything like that. But according to your main Bandcamp, like you s- started only just a couple years ago, like twenty twenty one. Yep. And um, there was a. There was a single that you posted in March that says that you're working on something else, but then like the newest thing that you posted was a remix of the very first song you ever released. Is that so? Like, um, okay. So my questions are like, kind of like, okay. So you're working on a new EP. Why remix the very first song? Like, was there an anniversary or something? Like, um, or it was just no, like, shit. I, I'm nostalgic for that. <laughs> no 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 so um i i think i i don't know if i say it in the Bandcamp description or not but i i got like new studio monitors and it's as simple as like well i need something to do with these studio monitors why don't i just remix this old song that i think sounds really bad in comparison to a lot of my new stuff ah uh, okay see i was i'll 
I, I'm going to be real. I was eating ramen while I was like going through it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, ramen can be a little sloppy. And so right. I was like looking at the screen. I was listening. I'm like, you know, um, I obviously had heard uh, y'all before and stuff because uh, on the uh, episode that I had done with Elias, like we played right. one of your tracks and stuff. Which um, um, he says hi, by the way. He told me to say hi. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I I just saw him um, on Sunday. So this is two, <laughs> two highs in three days, and that's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, it, um, I just, I was like, really like, okay, like, you would expect the next thing that somebody, you know, like drops as it were to um, be the EP that you just talked about. So right. like, that's why I was like, that's very curious. Um, so like, <laughs> tell me about the the EP and like, what's uh, what's happening with that? And when when can people um, expect that? Because the, the new song sounded really cool. And like, thank you. You did say that there was like sort of a page you're turning for the for the project as well and i noticed it was right. it was a bit heavier sounding yeah so um it's actually not an ep it's an lp that i'm plant sorry to like oh no correct no but, please um, do correct me like i said um, i was just like splashing ramen everywhere and <laughs> trying to make sure i actually ate something this afternoon so um yeah no yeah it's a it's an lp um i'm not I'm still only like five songs into it and I've been working on it since March of last year. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of taking my time with it. So I don't have like an allotted date. I, I wanted to get it out in August, but I'm, I'm, that's just not going to be the case. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, but so uh, before you get it, before you start going ahead there, like, so you said you're five songs in and we've already heard a song, for example. So right. is this an EP that, or an LP rather, that you are, like you're doing a song and then you're holding on to it and then you're doing another song? Like, or are you, you're more or less um, demoing the songs for yourself and then you're going to re-record them like as an album at one time. Like what's your process? Like record a song and that, yeah, and, I, that, and you're done? And then- I just, I, I go by it like, um, sort of like I record a song and that's it, uh, I guess. Um, okay. so, but it, like, so you're like, you're able to control your, you're able to control your environment and like your input and stuff yeah. to the fact, to the like, uh, degree that like one of the songs is not gonna like sound like it was recorded four months ago and the other ones sound like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's right. going to sound consistent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So basically my process, I'm going to go into like a little bit more depth. Sure. Um, what happens is like um, I've been, so in the, in the beginning it was just like um, guitar pieces that I had thought of and that I had, um, sort of come up with. So I started with, um, the, the first, uh, three tracks, uh, I'm going to spoil, I'm going to get into spoiler territory here. Um, uh, yeah, I'm air quotes spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, except for like for friends who have, I've sent 
like millions of demos of the songs too. Um, so basically it starts off with like three songs that uh, are basically intertwined, um, which is like 16 minutes, but it used to be just like, okay, this is like a guitar piece. And I know that I want this to be a very, very long uh, song. It, it, in a sense, um, I started with guitar and then I moved on to, I think, synth at some point. And then I did drums and bass and then I retract a bunch of stuff. Um, and so I, the, the process was very, very convoluted. I tracked like two different synths at one point just trying to find like the perfect synth sound um yeah it, it was uh it's 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 a very tedious process but it's very 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 um it's it's really rewarding to hear i'm still even now like waiting for like the perfect chance like when i'm like home like by myself to like finish up some vocals and stuff like that you know um so yeah i'm still working on it even those like five or, or those first three tracks i'm still working on i want to have like horns on them and i want to have like hopefully like piano or something like that as well i wanted to also do um these uh these like tape interludes um which i thought would be really good but like this tape machine that i got sort of conked out so i can't do that um which sucks but whatever you know i mean the first um turn track which is supposed which was originally supposed to be like the cassette thing or whatever it's all acoustic and so basically what happens there is like it uh there are two turn tracks on it basically and they're both going to be like sort of like acoustic uh numbers in a way okay um and so you said like you want horns and stuff. So is that like something that you're like you're putting out there right now? Like, hey, if you uh, yeah you yeah play horns, actually, like, hit me up. If, right? if anyone does play horns and wants to like arrange horn, well, I actually have like a, a I, I will preface this. I do have like a certain melody sure, sure. in the beginning that yeah, I'm I mean. thinking of um, that actually comes back around in like the second song. It, it's great. Uh, I'm. If you can't tell, I'm really inspired by Brave Little Abacus and their um, sort of spontaneity and their continuity with um, or continuity with like um, melodies and like phrasings and, and and you know long song pieces. In a, in a sense, this will be very post emo, um, which I'm I'm very glad because I uh oh uh oh. Sorry, I was getting like a call in the middle of it for some reason. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Bella I think the it was ball. a spam call. Yeah. Oh, it was. Of course, it's a spam call. It's always yeah. a spam call. It's like I mean, you know, not today, Satan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds really cool, and you know, hopefully it, that that comes together like uh, you know, easier for you than than not. Um, yeah. So you're just 
shooting for a certain amount of ta- songs or you'll know when it feels right or um i i had so i've i've really went back and forth with this um i originally had eight songs and then i was gonna bump it up to like 12 or 13 songs and then now i'm i've recently been thinking that's too long and i've been like doing this for so long that i would rather just have eight songs again um yeah, I, I come up, okay, my, like, songwriting process is that I'll come up with, like, a title usually first, or that's usually always been my go-to, is that I'll come up with, like, a, a really cool title and even some song lyrics um, beforehand, and then I'll write the, the, like, music around, like, okay, this is probably what this is going to sound like, um, this is how I want it to sound like, blah, 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 Um yeah, no, it's um, so a lot of the song titles are planned out already and they're already fleshed out and finished. And even some lyrics are like finished and fleshed out. It's just um, the matter of like setting aside the time to record and write them and like finish them up. And you just let that like decide what the theme is? Yeah, okay. essentially. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of times. I'd say, you know, probably most of the time it works the other way around. And then, so yeah. that's a good, like, you know, foundation just to yeah. be like, well, okay, it's going to be about this and, uh, <laughs> you know, go from there. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, it's been fun chatting with you. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know, like other than the new EP, like, is there, is there anything else going on that, that, you know, we should chat about before we take off? Um, I do, I, I am, uh, starting a record label, which is pretty cool. Um, it's with one of my friends, Scrunch. Um, it's called Playing Off the Story, uh, which is a, I, uh, I don't know if I should, yeah, I'm not going to spoil the reference to what uh, band it it is, but yeah, (laughs) Google, Google, uh, playing off the story and then scrams or something like that. And you'll probably find it. Um, and and the focus is going to be like, uh, uh, screamy type music. Yeah. It's going to be like screamo and emo. Um, and we're planning on doing it like sort of as a grassroots thing. So we're probably not going to have like barely any socials, which I guess is a weird thing to do. But um, we're going to have, like, a Neo City site, and we're going to have, like, you know, mail order. And, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll just be something to, like, for people to, to like, um, I guess, have, nost- like, air quotes nostalgia over, like, old labels and how they used to run. For sure. Sounds cool. Well, I mean, um, I guess, like, you know, keep an eye out for that then. Look, look for the... Uh, the Neo City site, and yeah. like you'll probably—I mean, you know—you'll have to post a link somewhere at some point. Yeah. Like, um, I'll probably try to post about it every time, like we have a release or anything. Uh, yeah, for it'll sure. be great. I'll try to maintain it as much as I can, because um, those sites can be a little finicky, especially since it's like HTML based, and um, you know.
And that was my conversation with Thatcher Stevens. Thank you so much, Thatcher, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to all of y'all for listening as well. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>